Oh my god. Jesus Christ. What a game, bro. <laughs> Dude, they say oh my god. Never being a Celtics fan is they're being a Celtics fan is never easy, I would say. No, it's just a constant heart attack. I'm just I'm I mean like let's How give many... let's give some context for our for our <laughs> listeners. Uh it's right now it's May 27th at 11:26 p.m. and the Celtics just defeated how many minutes ago was it? Maybe eight? Yeah. Eight minutes ago. Uh, defeated the Miami Heat 104 to 103. Uh, and we are both in a state of shock. I mean, I, I don't know about you. I'm in a state of shock right now. I can't even, like, think about the game. Like, from a, from a how did the Celtics give that one away standpoint. Yeah, because I'm just like... That, that it shouldn't have, it shouldn't have happened. It, like not, the, the Heat shouldn't have been in the lead to start with. Um, abysmal challenge call, I guess, to get Jimmy Butler those three free throws and stuff. But like Derek White with the ridiculous hustle play to keep, I, to, I'm like that's that's gonna go down in NBA history if they win this if they win this series. I mean. Uh... Look, we're we're three and zero in our last three games. Going back home for a game seven. Um, we're in person. If you can't tell, we're we're together for the first time. And you know, we for the last couple of weeks we've been planning on having a a great in person episode to bring to you. But I mean, we determined that we were we were bad luck. So we did. We just didn't. We've been refraining from speaking into the microphone. And. I, I just feel like it was necessary to come on here and and just ex- like show everyone just how shocked we were. Yeah, it's, I, I'm yeah. speechless. I'm literally speechless. I mean, Derek White, Derek White is the savior of this team. Not even just with his last second play, but with Dude, his timely three pointers. He was the inbounder. With, with the timely three pointers that he hit throughout the game. No one blocks the inbounder. Holy shit! I'm watching it back right now. I'm just at a loss for words. Who didn't box him out? He just had a free run of the hoop, dude. Uh, all right, let's let's talk about the game for a bit. Yeah. We had leads up to 11. 11. Yeah. 11 was our highest periodically throughout the game. We had 10-point leads. Um, 13 was our highest. Yeah. And... As a team, we shot 44%. Um, we shot 20% from three tonight. We died by the three-pointer. Yeah, I mean, Der- Derek White was the only one hitting shots. Marcus Smart hit his shots. He had four, but he shot 11 threes. Yeah. Jason Tatum 0 for 8 from three. Um, also, our final, um, our final shot attempt of the night before the Derek White flush was a, was a Marcus Smart fadeaway two. That almost went. That did almost go, but I, I can't say that that's... I mean, why are we drawing that up? Yeah. I, I just don't know. Um, look. Uh, Bam Adebayo played badly again for 
how many games in a row is that now? Three? Yeah, he's Three games bad. in a row. He's He's been on a rough stretch. Jimmy Butler didn't get it going until the end where he scored 14 of their last 16 points. And I think you expected that because that's usually You expect – that's Jimmy time. That's when he turns up. He t- yeah, he gets – he can be a bit sporadic, but – uh, I think another thing that we have to talk about is Duncan Robinson missing two huge three-pointers, wide open, uncontested. Agreed. That would have iced the game for yep. the Miami Heat. Yep. Um, I mean, that's a guy who you expect to hit those shots, even though he's not a moment guy. Like, at least one of them you expect to fall. Uh, I mean... <laughs> Look, we can't even talk about it. We're still in shock. We're both scriptwriters. We're, going we're both just <laughs> sitting here. We're both just sitting here, staring at the desk, thinking about what we just watched. I mean, is Derek White the greatest Celtic of all time? Whoa. He might be. Whoa. <laughs> I mean, this is the second year in a row that we've had a last-second putback shot. Uh, last year in Game One of. The Nets series, we had the Jason Tatum layup at yep, the buzzer. It's true. Now we've got the Derek White layup at the buzzer. And look, we refrain from making predictions on this podcast from here on out, maybe forever. We might never make another <laughs> prediction again. About the Celtics, I don't think we can. <laughs> <laughs> About anything. <laughs> look, March Madness, we did not get a single one, right? <laughs> uh, NBA playoffs, we so far have not gotten a single one, right? So we're not going to say who we think is going to win at all. All I'm saying is, the Garden is going to be rocking on Game 7 on Monday. So, I'm excited for that. You got anything else you want to say? Seize up. Seize up, baby. <laughs> Bleed green. We're going to... Keep doing your part. We're not putting this out until the series is over. <laughs> Yo, the series, we might lose and we might get blown out by 30 in Game 7. And in that case, we're just going to release this. And then we're going to release our Game 7 instant reaction and have a stark contrast but hopefully we win on monday and you guys will get to hear this along with a banger episode that we're gonna have coming out right after that um my heart can't take this stuff anymore look i just need us to win game seven i can i can do another three weeks of heartaches if that's what it takes or heart attacks if that's what it takes to get an nba championship boston i'm willing to do that i'm willing to take one for the team but uh we're going to kick it to ourselves now for the beginning of the episode and your regularly regularly scheduled programming. Later. Peace. Okay, well, that didn't really go um, how we expected it to. You know, when we recorded that, when we recorded that in your room on Saturday night, I was really expecting us to win. Yeah. Yeah, I, um, look, I still haven't entirely processed everything that's happened. And the fact that the Celtics season is over once again in just the, the worst way possible, because way to make us wait seven games to, to do that. But I, I, I mean, really, this year more than any other one, more this year more than any other one, and I think we're gonna we're gonna talk about it. We'll 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 touch up on a bunch of stuff when it comes to the game. We'll do our recap and all that. Um, when we're emotionally that, ready to. Yeah, I, I think that just right now the future of the Celtics is at its most like questioned state that it's been since the Kyrie trade. 
you know? I mean, what do we have to do to put us over the hump? Yeah, we, I, don't I know. we thought it and was Brogdon. It was. And, and Malcolm Brogdon didn't play um, Game Six, did he? He played the rest of the series though, so I guess that is. He only played like a couple minutes in Game Seven. Yeah, well, he was he was bad on some injury stuff as well. Um, I, look, I think we I, we can talk as a little bit about Game Seven, and just you know, first off, congratulations to the Miami Heat. Um, are they the second eight seed in NBA history to make the finals? I don't know. Okay, Maybe. I think they are. I think it's them and the Knicks are the only two who have ever done it. Uh, oh, wait, no. Uh, Houston did it, too. So maybe maybe that's a lie on my part, but maybe they're the third team. Maybe they're not the third team. Regardless, they're the first team in something like 23 years or something like that. Um, I'm, again, I may be getting my facts mixed up. I, I, can't, I can't say I've been very looking forward to watching basketball ever since the season went down. And... Um, this is just yeah, a hard just a it's a hard final series to get excited for. Tough spot to be too. I, I we can give a prediction too, but I, I think I think we should start with just talking about the game. Um immediate reactions is just just how can you do that? I've never seen a game with so much more momentum heading towards one team and just go out there and dramatically underperform. I've never seen a collapse yeah. like that. Yeah. I don't know if we ever will see another collapse like that. And and you build up to it too with like backbreaking shots like the Derek White you know, like the Derek White put back in game six, which we talked about, and all that type of stuff. Um and you're just like, this is like the storybook ending. This is exactly where they need to be. The Heat's morale is destroyed, which is why to me I'm also like heat culture is like a real thing. You know what I mean? Like you have to believe in Heat culture after, after watching this series because they didn't go away. Um, even though you know it seemed like the momentum swinging was going towards Boston, I think it also should be noted. Um, Boston in these playoffs is the worst home team by far. Like so by so far, which makes absolutely no sense to me because you think of the Garden itself. I mean, we were in the building for Game Two. Um, it's a rockin' arena. There's definitely, like, a crowd presence. It's not like we're, like, a small market team. Like, Boston is not a small market team. Um, and just to, like, I don't even, I don't understand how you play better on the road than at home when it comes to that type of atmosphere, you know, those types of fans. Um, I mean, you mentioned it while we were there. Like, we're not a good third quarter team because that's when people, in our opinion, we were like, oh, because people are going to the concession stand and all that type of stuff, and they fuel the energy based off of that. And when they don't have that, they struggle. But I, I just I can't wrap my head around the fact that this Celtics team, with all the pieces that they had, who have been part of the city of Boston for so long, who have played in the Garden for Jason Tatum's what? Is this his sixth? Sixth season, yeah, sixth season. So Jalen Brown's seventh season. So they've both been in the Garden forever, and the Celtics being a historically fantastic home team and Game Seven team as well, just completely fall apart. Well, I think that it's worth noting. I'm not an excuses guy. I'm like a playthrough injury guy, especially when it's something like that. Jason Tatum did get hurt in the first play of the game. He did, and it was yep, no. He was ankle. noticeably hobbled by it. Correct. 
Um, to me, I say if you're Joe Missoula in that situation, I think you got to sit him. Um, because I, I mean, at that point, like he he was so he was so not himself throughout the rest of the game after those after that free throw, that um. You know, it, it. I think it. I think it affected the whole team, to be honest with you. And you know, and then, as Jalen Brown stated in his press conference, I don't know if you looked at it or not, but, um, he was talking about how like the team turned to him and he failed them. Like, yeah, yeah, that's that's true. exactly what happened. You know? He had eight turnovers, which is too bad. And we're let's be clear, we're we're both Jalen Brown supporters, and um, neither of us think that we should trade Jalen Brown, which is something that a lot of people are saying because recency bias is real. We just expect um, we just expect more from him than what we got. I agree, and I agree. It's a reasonable standard to be held to, but we're both of the mindset that he's not going to do that again. He just no, won't. He no. just won't do that again. I think that I think that there's a lot of stupidity in the media right now especially around um, the two of them and not having a direct leader. I think that we saw in that game, Jason Tatum went down in the first minute and everyone was like, oh, that's our leader. That's the number one guy who just went down to injury. What are we going to do now? And they they looked up to their second option. And I think that so, it was so clear that all of them look up to Jason Tatum so much as that number one option that when he's not on the floor that they just they just didn't know who to turn to um I, and nobody I nobody really stepped up and just grabbed that role and wanted to be that guy in game 7 which was disappointing yeah no i definitely agree with that i also think that um our inability to make threes throughout the series along with the fact that in that first quarter you only score 15 points because i mean of course jason tatum is not himself um but, like, they were getting wide-open looks, like some really good looks, some really good shots, and then they were get, taking some abysmally bad shots, like, within the same, like, similar types of possessions. Um, and, like, as as we said, like, our defense wasn't awful, you know? It wasn't great. Robert Williams only played 14 minutes. Don't understand that from a coaching perspective. Um, and was very efficient, yeah, very efficient in those 13 minutes. Eight points, six rebounds, I agree. 80% from the field. I have no idea why he didn't play more. Um, I think we went back to our to our small ball lineup a little bit too much. And look, as a coach, you know, I just said a couple minutes ago, I was like, I think if you're Joe Mazzulli, you have to sit Jason Tatum. But to be fair, as the star of the team, if you're Jason Tatum, like you want to be playing in those games. You know, you want to fight through it in Game Seven, and you want to be on the court. And you I'm have sure. to. You have to fight. Of, through of it. Of course, it's and but like the thing is, like this was such a legacy-defining game for so many players on that team that I'm like, I don't know what we're gonna get back next year, right? Like Al Horford's a year older. That's a that's a big piece of our of the puzzle for the Celtics. Jalen Brown, his his future is uncertain. He's he's admitted to that in the media, and I don't like that. You know, I don't like the fact that there's a possibility of us getting nothing back for Jalen Brown as he could try and pursue being a first option, which he can be, right? I think Jalen Brown is good enough to be the first option on a winning team, not a championship team, but a winning team. Um, Jason Tatum's locked up. We'll be fine with him. You know, but then you get guys like big contributors, like uh, like a Grant Williams who's demanding a lot in a contract, and he's not going to get it from the Celtics. Let's be clear. If if the Celtics pay him twenty million dollars, I just I don't know what and I'm. Nobody do. in the league is a paying year. twenty million dollars. Yeah, there's no way. There's no way. He's he's a twenty million over like four, four or five years. years type of guy. 
um, in my opinion. In everyone's but, opinion. But, like, again, that's that's a big contributor to your squad. I don't know who else is a free agent from the Celtics per se, but... Um, it's really not that big of a free agency year for us. Yeah. Uh, yeah look, but but the, the losses are substantial, right? Look, here's, my Brown, here's my take on it. Here's my take on it. We we make it to a finals appearance last year at game six in the finals. We make it to game seven in an Eastern conference finals this year. I just, the people who are suggesting that we split it up right now, it just makes no sense. I think that the smartest move is to bring him back, bring him back. And don't worry about contract stuff for the next two years, because that's when Jason Tatum's contract gets renewed. And then you have a decision to make a very legitimate one as well. Right now, I think that you keep the championship window open. I don't know why you would ever split these two up. I think you give him the money. And I think that for the next two years, you just ride it out with the squad that you have and trust that you can get it done. Because this is a group that can get it done. I yeah. think. I think this is a group that can get it done. I But I, I just I just need to see them step up in the big moments and make the play when it has to be made and win the game that has to be won. Yeah, I would agree to you with you to a certain point. Um, I'm going to pose this question to you: This off season, what do the Celtics need? I mean, to be honest with you, if anything, if anything, a power forward. Really? A big. I disagree. I, I think disagree. if anything, I think, I think what the Celtics need badly is a primary ball handler. A sufficient primary okay, okay. ball handler. Here's my argument. I yep. think that what the Celtics need to do is not run their offense through their two stars. It, like, not have either of their stars be a primary ball handler. Because, but if you if you take Jason, if you take Jalen Brown off the ball, I feel like he's just not an offensive threat. I don't think he's an off ball threat like that. I disagree, fully. I think he's an off ball okay. threat like that. I think that you can run your sets where he has the ball. I think you can run sets when he has the ball, but I think that the best version of our offense is when our point guards run the offense and our two stars play like a traditional wing off the ball. Yeah, bar none, I think that um, our ball handling needs to be better top to bottom. Like... The, the videos of Jalen Brown and, like, the memes of it, all that type of stuff, like, it's true. Like, if you watch him dribble, it's frustrating. It's frustrating you asked me You dribble. asked me a question at the All-Star break. You were like, is there a single NBA All-Star who has a worse dribble package than Jalen Brown? And I was like, I don't know. Maybe. Maybe not. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think Jason Tatum has a great dribble package either. Um, I really don't. But when you look back at this series, I think you're going to look back at a couple of things. I don't think Game 7 is really the one, like, defining factor of the series as a whole. Because it was such a lopsided blowout throughout the entire thing. I think what you saw was this Heat team, right, comes in, um, high energy, and they know they can beat the Celtics because they do consistently. And you see contributions from their guys, such as Caleb Martin, such as Duncan Robinson, such as Max Struess, such as whatever his name is, Highsmith, Highworth. Haywood Highsmith. Haywood Highsmith, right? Like, never heard of that guy before he came on and gave the Celtics like 8 to 10 points a game. You saw their role players make up for the lackings of their stars, right? Like, Jimmy Butler and Bam Adebayo did not play well in this series. Neither of them did. 
Like, Jimmy Butler had some performances in games one and two. Of course, you remember the game two where um, he goes at Grant Williams in the fourth. And then in game seven, he led them in scoring. But Caleb Martin was the best player on the court for the Miami Heat. Hands down. For an entire series. For a series. Where do where do we see that from the Celtics? We don't. We don't, we don't see that because we don't we don't have those types of role players who can okay, take I'll, over. Okay, I'll those I'll games. make a counter argument though. Yeah, the Celtics don't have a player like that because everybody knows their role on the team. Everybody's exact in what their role is. The Miami Heat team were an eight seed for a reason because they consi- did not consistently win games throughout the regular season, and they got into the playoffs and they've had this sort of team that nobody knows what their role is because some nights they'll have their two stars go out and be two stars. And then some nights those guys will disappear and not take shots, and it'll have to be the randos who come off the bench who were literally undrafted, who were yep. not in the best 64 players in their draft year to come in and just pray for a special performance. And that's what they do, and so far they've had success with that. But I don't think that they'll continue to have success with that against the Nuggets. I've Did said you that. 64? Those are 30 teams in the NBA. Yeah. 60, whatever. 60. Thank you. Sorry. Just continuity error. Let's just clean those up. Um, Never mind. Keep going. And, but I've said that about every series so far. So we'll see. We'll see. I'm not even going to make a prediction for this year. I don't feel comfortable with it anymore. Let's go back to talking about what the Celtics need. Point guard. Free agency. I think they need a point guard. Let's. Which is why I think. So would you hypothetically sign and trade for Damian Lillard? No, I don't like that for a couple of reasons. I don't like a scoring guard, um, per se. And I also just don't think that Damian Lillard fits into our offense the way that we have it set up. I don't like his age. Damian, I don't like that either. And I don't know what the answer is for, for getting a guard to the Celtics team. Maybe it's through the draft or something like that, but we're not going to have a high draft pick. So um, so free agent, free agent point guards. Not point guards, free agent guards. Who's available? Um, the top three, there's absolutely no chance we get. Uh, Russell Westbrook, James Harden, Kyrie Irving. Let's check those off. We don't want, and we don't want any. No, of them. we don't want any of them. D'Angelo Russell. I think you think about it. You think, but it, I don't you think, think about that... it. And I think that the Lakers are going to be picking up the phone and shopping for trades. Um, Signing trades for D'Lo. He's a free agent. Yeah. Um, Fred VanVleet, player option. I don't like him because of. Uh, I think he's also him and him and D'Angelo. I think you think about, but I also think that they're too too ball dominant. They're very inconsistent. Yeah. It's true too. Uh, Karius Levert and Gary Trent, those are really the last significant players. Yeah, I'm, yeah and I mean, they're both shooting guards. They're not the, the right, both they're of those not guys primaries. are not on ball threats. Right. So I, I do you know. look at it and go Marcus Smart should be taking more touches or Derek White should be running our offense? I think Derek White should be I like Derek White a lot more. Yeah, I don't hate that. I'm a lot um, more comfortable when he has the ball in his hands than I am when Marcus Smart has the ball in his hands. That's just because Marcus Smart can be sporadic. I agree. And he can he can try and step into those moments when it's not him who needs to. I know I yeah. just talked about how everybody knows their role in the team. We've seen at times that he tries to be someone else's role. Which right. is no, I very think frustrating. Right. At the same time, he's a Celtics, like he's the heart and soul of this team. I think, definitely partially, and um, he's a vocal leader. He's not the guy that I want to see go. I don't. I don't want to yeah, see a single player go. To be honest with you. 
Yeah, I don't, yeah. But, like, we're just missing something. Nobody knows what it is. Yeah, I, yeah. No, I don't, I don't disagree, and, um, I think, I think what it is, it's just clutch time buckets to be, to be, you know. I think it's a consistent offense in clutch time. Yeah, in the clutch moments. No, I agree. I think that that's definitely always been the issue with the Celtics team is what? One, can you hold the lead? And the answer has consistently been no. And two, can you win when it's a when you have a five-point lead with two, mil, two minutes left, right? And what the Celtics have shown us is consistently that's a no. Even in game six, you know, you, you look at that game as a whole. Um, it was an emotional roller coaster for us because just like, you know, the final shot is so iconic now. Um, and even though it's not going to be because they lost in Game 7 and that, that moment is now erased from history, um, that buzzer beater is so crazy that it happened. But let's be clear, they gave up like an 8-point lead in the last 4 minutes. And they just got chipped down. Two. Chipped last down two minutes. Down. Two minutes, yeah. Not even four. You're right. Um, you know, and that leads to Jimmy Butler getting three free throws and knocking them down because that's what he does. And... You know, then you have the Derek White shot to bail out the fact that the Celtics could not hold a lead for that entire game. So, I don't know. Is is the answer that we need better clutch time management from our coaching staff and from the people that we have? That's probably a part of it. But in, I also in my think opinion, players yes. players have to make plays, though. You know, you need to be you need guys who are going to step up in those moments. You need guys who are going to make shots. Jason Tatum really struggled in the fourth for this entire playoffs. He just wasn't aggressive. Yeah. No, I agree. Jalen Brown did too. Um, you know, so, you, I mean, you have things like the, the, the you know, the, the, the Derek White game and the Marcus Smart game. And, like, those things are definitely good because those are things that you need to get over the hump, like we said with, like, the Caleb Martins and the this and the that and the other thing. But I think you need some consistency from your stars as well, especially when it comes down to when the stars are going to have the ball in their hands, which is in the fourth. I agree. Oh, look, I think that I think that we can wrap it up here. Um, yeah. We'll, once the finals get underway, we'll be covering that more intensely. I think that we just need to um, – I, I just think that we need to heal these wounds that we have right now and get over it. Um and I mean, again, I guess there's always next year. Yeah, yeah. That, that the most video that the I most repeated phrase in the Boston Celtics franchise right now is "there's always next." Probably year. Boston sports. Period. Right now, we've been we've been going through it as a as a city. Um. Yeah. Look, I. People are going to hate this finals because the Nuggets are in it and it's a small market team, which is too bad because I'm excited to see this Nuggets team. Um, and there are some really good storylines going into it, right? You got the eight-seeded Heat and Jimmy Butler, who as much as you know, I'm upset with him right now for knocking out the Seas, it's hard to root against him. And um, It's hard to root against this whole Heat team. I, I agree. It's hard to root against I look all at, of them. I look at this series and I just I hope it goes seven. I want to see yeah. seven close games with guys just trading buckets the whole time i'm excited to see how the heat deal with nikola Jokic. i'm excited to see how the nuggets deal with jimmy butler um yeah it's gonna be it's gonna be a much better it's a basketball than i think you've seen it's a basketball fans dream of a series but i think that the casual viewer will look at it and just be very bored well i think you would have seen that 
anyways because LeBron wasn't in it and nobody who's a LeBron fan watches basketball. So, I mean, this is an unfortunate way for the season to end and, you know, I don't even know. I don't, I don't know. I think that all we can say right now is, until next time, I'm Jack Byrne. And I'm Alex Benders. Go on a three.